This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show, our daily 8am show in the UK every single day. Basically streamed to you worldwide, whatever time, wherever you are. If you're in the West, then I'm sorry, you're up at a very early hour of the morning. If you're in the East, then you've got a nice mid-morning, late afternoon show, depending on where you are. Um, But welcome. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. We're going to be breaking down all of the Arsenal transfer news, all of the latest information, try and get your thoughts and things, of course, as well in our chat box. We've got a few things to go through today, so make sure you stick around for that. But first of all, of course, good morning to the live chat box. Thank you ever so much, everyone. For tuning in, people. Um, good morning, Morgan Alassane from Germany, I'm going to assume. Um, Rich, good morning, mates. Good morning, kids. Good morning, WM. Good morning, everyone in the chat box today. I hope you are all in doing good. Good morning, Alfred. I can see you guys. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. Let's crack on with the first part of today's show, which is, of course... Looking at our Euros one to watch, we always like to start off the show during the European Championships to give you guys some players that you should be looking out for in today's games. There are some that we've done already and some that I think you should keep watching. Uh, for Slovakia, for instance, Milos Skridia, uh, the Slovakian centre-back for Inter Milan, scored when I said to watch out for him last time. So maybe he'll score again if we talk about it once more. So yes, certainly keep your eyes on Skridia. And Matthias Svanberg, the Sweden midfielder from Bologna, he wasn't able to play in the first game because he had uh, he had tested positive, but he is back as is Kulazewski in the Swedish squad for the game today. So, fingers crossed, they'll both get on the pitch. For Croatia, I said on Twitter to check out Gavardiol, the uh, the young left-back who's moved to RB Leipzig this summer. And he was arguably Croatia's best player against England. The other one really doing anything for them in that game. Um, Keep an eye on him again uh, against the Czech Republic, who you can't really go much further than talking about Patrick Schick after his amazing goal against Scotland. Speaking of Scotland, Kieran Tierney should be back in place uh, for Scotland today. So please make sure you keep your eyes on him and see how he gets on in that left centre-back role. It could be a possible position for him at Arsenal if Arteta decides to go to a back three 
once again. So keep an eye on that. And I think that easily our, uh, England's best player on the day was Calvin Phillips, who I saw a lot of Arsenal fans wishing for him to come to Arsenal. I think the fee would be astronomical. Um, but it's certainly one that you should be keeping an eye on and keep on watching. I hope you're doing good in the chat box. Good morning, all of you. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. Always polite, as always. Um, let's go and do our first Arsenal story, which revolves around Granite Xhaka, uh, who, of course, has now got a brand new hairstyle uh, in the game we saw against Italy. You know, I'm not one to judge. You do you. But the thing about Granite Xhaka is that this situation with Roma has stalled to a point where reports have emerged that Roma are actually starting to look at possible other targets. Aston Villa's Douglas Louise has been the man linked with a move to Rome today because uh, Roma are getting rather frustrated with the fact that Arsenal are not budging from their um, kind of figure. Whether this is a move by an agent, this is maybe a, a leaked move or a fake story to try and prompt Arsenal into panicking, into getting a deal done for Xhaka and thinking they're going to move away and they're not going to pay the money. I'm not sure whether or not that's true and how much truth there is. And I don't think Aston Villa will be willing to let Douglas Luiz go unless it's for a massive fee, much, much more than what Roma would be paying for, for Xhaka anyway. So that seems to me a little bit, you know, a little bit tentative, a little bit um, fake is probably the right word. I can't see that happening at all. But if they want to get Arsenal moving, you can panic the club. They do react rashly. So you never know. We might see Arsenal caving to a lower bid for Granite Xhaka in the coming days. We'll get a lot of your thoughts and comments at the end of the show in our Q&A section, so make sure uh, you do throw those in. And I need to make sure that I'm writing down the time codes, um, which I will do. So let's move on to the next one, uh, which is Sayag Kalasanac, uh, the Bosnian midfielder. Really interesting one. Uh, of course, we saw that he was linked with a move um, to uh, Lazio, and we saw that he was linked with a move to Napoli as well. And actually, what's interesting today is that we're seeing some interesting news about possible moves for him to go to Turkey. Uh, we're seeing moves possibly that he could be linked with a move to not necessarily join up, with Mesa Ozil, but he could be on a move to Trabzonspor, who are a very big uh, side in Turkey. This is according uh, to Inside Football, uh, who report this. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him go there, to be honest. A lot of players moving towards the end of their careers that have got sizable wages do end up in Turkey. We've seen it a number of times with different players. Uh, and of course, we know he's very close with uh, with Mesut Ozil, who is also in Turkey with Fenerbahce. So that is the latest link regarding him. Let's now move on to the interesting stuff, which is, of course, the possible ins at the club. And we start off with Sambi Lukonga. This seems to be a deal that is going to be very much moving towards its completion in the next week or so, fingers crossed. Um, Arsenal are in the process of submitting that second bid, which is meant to be much closer to Anderlecht's asking price of around €20 million. Euros. And hopefully that means that Arsenal will be getting their man and arguably their replacement for Granit Xhaka. And fingers crossed it's not the last central midfielder that we see coming to the club this summer. But this one is moving in a positive direction. And fingers crossed hopefully it'll be Arsenal's first signing of the summer transfer window. James Madison, of course, has divided, not necessarily divided a lot of opinion, um, but it's divided people in regards to the realism of, of this one. Now, there's been reports supposedly of a bid around... 51 million pounds a 60 million euro bid uh those reports have not come from the uk as you can imagine because it's a euro bid of 60 million euros uh which they then translated and converted into the 51.2 million pounds which gives me a little bit of skepticism about its realness um to be honest 
Um, and I think that it would cost a lot more. I think that, and we've heard anyway, that it's going to cost upwards of 60 million pounds. We've heard that. We've heard that from here from uh, the Athletics Leicester correspondent Rob Tanner. He told us that 60 million plus for this guy. Is there a possibility that this could happen? Well, with the relationship between Madison and, and Rogers not being the best, supposedly, and what Rob told us in the facts that uh, Brennan Rogers will not keep players that don't want to be there. He's not in, inclined to do that, and so he will be willing to let them leave if it's for the right fee. And that Leicester are looking at alternative targets, possibly, as well. Um, interestingly, they are looking like they could be going for Patson Dacker of Red Bull Salzburg to be Jamie Vardy's long-term replacement at the club and to partner uh, Kelechi Iheanacho as well. So this is one that I imagine is going to run for a while. We're going to have to keep kind of, you know, a bit patient on this one and see where it goes. But it would be a big, big deal if Arsenal managed to get James Madison in. It would be a huge deal, I think. Um, it would It would really please the fan base if it was to happen. But nothing's done as of yet nothing really concrete so far we're just gonna have to wait and see and be a bit patient on this one now uh speaking of brighton i wanted to go into a little bit more digging with the two brighton guys that we've been linked to ben white of course and uh eve basuma we'll come on to him in a second um but ben white uh we know arsenal had a 40 million pound bid rejected reportedly arsenal are about to go in with a 45 million pound bid uh for uh the brighton defender uh, and I thought it'd be a good idea if I reached out to a couple, rather a specific contact that I've got that I know has lots of connections within the club uh, working for The Athletic as well. It's good having these guys at The Athletic. Um, so I sent a WhatsApp to Andy Naylor um, about uh, what, what he thinks about Ben White's situation. He says, hi, Tom. Brighton don't need to sell. White had a very good season in the Premier League. Now he's in the England squad, which adds to his value. He's consistent, accomplished, versatile. He's never injured which is great. Wait till you come to Arsenal, son. Uh, homegrown and very marketable with room to flourish further at only 23. It's hard to tell you what will happen. Initially, I thought he would be at Brighton for another season, but the England scenario could advance the timing of his departure, but he could possibly end up going to a club bigger than Arsenal, um, which is completely understandable. I mean, there are a lot of other big clubs that are interested in Ben White. Man City, Manchester United are both tracking him as, as a possible target. Chelsea are said to also have an interest in him. There are a number of big clubs that are interested in Ben White. It goes to show you the, the quality that he has got. But what I did like about what Andy said when I asked him was that when he described the player, consistent, accomplished, versatile, never injured, homegrown, very marketable, room to flourish at only 23 only good things coming out of uh, the number one reporter for Brighton. Um, so some really interesting information there on, on Ben White. And, and I really want this deal to kind of happen. I've grown more like accustomed to this. I've grown more fond of this idea. The more that we've been linked to it, the more I've looked into it, the more I've watched him. The idea of it is, is really attractive. And the whole Saliba situation doesn't worry me. At all. And I had a few people actually DM me yesterday asking me specifically about how I felt about Saliba and what they thought about Saliba. And uh, I actually had a really good conversation with, I should give them some credit really, uh, it should be my DMs, fingers crossed, uh, about, about him. Uh, and also I am trying, fingers crossed, to have a conversation with uh, a German, not German, uh, a Belgian football expert about uh, Lokonga for you guys. Should be an interview up on the channel. Fingers crossed if it goes through uh, very soon. But I had a really good DM conversation with, uh, was it Daniel? Um, <laughs> I can't find it. Anyway, it was someone basically asking me about uh, what we should do with 
him. And I said, look, if he doesn't want to be here, then we should probably sell him. It's <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. And I know that a lot, a lot of people want to hear that, that you don't want to hear that we'd rather see Saliba go. But if he doesn't want to be here and he doesn't want to compete and doesn't want to fight for his place, and if we sign a really good centre-back and he's not good enough to, to get in the squad ahead of him, then yeah, you know, sell him. You shouldn't get so attached to someone we've barely seen. I've got a lot of hope for Saliba, and I really hope he does come back and play and really flourishes. But if he's not going to fight for his place, this is Arsenal Football Club. We don't bow down to a player within the team. We don't just give them whatever they want. You need to earn and fight for your place. We put Arsenal on such this high pedestal. We, you, think that Arsenal should be signing better players, signing players that are going to take us um, to this next kind of level. And I just really, really would like us to, to act in that way. And that, for me, is not bowing down to a player that gets a, a little bit of a strop if he doesn't play. I really want Saliba to succeed at Arsenal. I want him to be given a chance to do that. But if he doesn't take that chance, that's not down to the club. That's down to him. And no one should be having a go at the club for managing that situation in the way that it is being managed right now, which is to say that he should be being given a chance. And they are going to give him a chance. So we'll see what happens. Let's move on to the final story of the day and go to Eve Basuma. Now, I did ask Andy as well about Eve Basuma, and I said to him it was very quiet uh, about this, is that we've heard nothing. And very interestingly, he said uh, that the market is generally quiet so far. I wouldn't read too much into there being no fresh developments so far with Basuma. There is plenty of time for something to happen. So encouraging <laughs> is what I would say uh, from that. Encouraging words uh, from Andy about that, which is great to hear. Um, and I do think that if Arsenal want Basuma and if Arsenal go for Basuma, they can get Basuma because he seems to be very much, in my mind, open to this deal, very much open to the idea of coming to Arsenal. We've heard some interesting reports about him basically being very vocal to his agent about the fact that he wants to come to Arsenal, that it's a deal that he wants to make happen. And that we know, and maybe the fact that Arsenal are waiting is because we're kind of waiting to see. Arsenal are quite confident, I think, maybe, about this deal and know that it could happen for them if they want it to. And they're just kind of assessing other options, knowing that they can go for this, which, you know, is a bit frustrating because I'd rather just see us go for him. I understand it, while we maybe are being a bit patient and looking for possibly other targets that are out there that could be even better. But I would just like to see Arsenal just go and get it done, really. Get it done early, get it done quick. And he wants to move. We want the move. We know how good he is. We know how good he can be. Uh, and I think that ultimately Arsenal should be going in for him if feasibly possible. And that's kind of it um, for all of the Arsenal's transfer news today. So we do move on to the final part of the show, which is, of course, going through a lot of your comments and answering as many of your questions as feasibly possible. I hope you've enjoyed a little bit of the insight that I've been able to give you today, by the way. Um, you don't get it anywhere else. Uh, Mohammed says, what signal does it send about our project if we sell a young 25 million player who's not even been a given a chance? Would other youngsters be deterred by this? It's a good question, Mohammed. What I would say is that obviously Saliba was brought in during a different time. He was brought in under Emery, brought in under Raul Sanyehi. So I don't necessarily think it's the same. I think if you look at someone that was brought in under Edu and Arteta, uh, if you say, if we sold Gabriel, Magalhaes, like if we sold him say, next season uh, for a loss, that would be much more questionable than, say, the William Saliba situation because he wasn't brought in by this coach, whereas Gabriel was. The thing with Saliba is that he's still very raw. He's He showed a lot of quality for Nice, but it was quality contextualised to the age that he is, to the stage in his development that he is. 
And he does still need to refine a lot of his game. His playing out from the back needs to be safer. His decision-making needs to be better. His aerial ability needs to improve. There are lots of things about his game that are really promising. The way that he defends his passing, the, the, the tenacity, how comfortable he is on the ball is a good thing. But he might be too comfortable at times, and that can put him into some tricky situations. And we don't want to find ourselves at Arsenal again with a player that's making mistakes in our own defensive third. And we need to be really secure. And that's why I think Arsenal are linked with a centre-back and are looking to bring in someone a little bit. As Andy said when I asked him about White, use the word consistent in quote marks because that's what Ben White has been for Brighton, consistent. So it is about really not putting all your hopes on one youngster and hoping that they turn into something. I think that with Arsenal, there's ultimately a massive fear that we've lost players like Jeff, like Serge Gnabry, like Daniel Marlon, um, Ismail Banassa. Like these guys have obviously left and gone on to do great things. But there are lots and lots and lots of kids at Arsenal that have fallen through the cracks and never gone on to anything. And we can't just have this PTSD about players that might not work out at Arsenal working somewhere else. Sometimes it just doesn't work out at Arsenal because it's Arsenal and the club doesn't, or necessarily the player doesn't fit what's going on. We can't. I really want Saliba to be a real top-class player for us. I want him to get chances. I want him to succeed. If he doesn't, I'm not going to cry about it. <laughs> I'm not going to get really upset about it. I'll be disappointed but it would just be another player to me. It would just be someone that, yeah, we tried. It didn't work. Good luck to you. It might work somewhere else. I hope that we can move forwards and, and bring in players that it will work with. So he won't be the last. Uh, he won't, rather won't be the first. He won't be the last. Um, Jermaine says, Tom, I made uh, I made it to a live video. Just finished work. Thank you, Jermaine. Just tuning in. Much appreciate that. Vignesh says, will you take Ramos on a two-year deal? I, Again, I don't really think it's wise we we look at the situations with Willian with Czech with David Luiz he wants Champions League football as well that's very 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 clear um so I don't think so I love Ramos I really do I love his uh his enigmatic uh personality I love uh the arrogance I love everything about Ramos but I just yeah I like watching him elsewhere and not so much at Arsenal um I think is is the best way to put it uh, Steve Coots says Saliba is miles better than Mustafi, yet the German got plenty of chances for game time. Yeah, I mean, again, I think his potential is wildly higher than that of Mustafi, absolutely. Um, but I mean, when you watched him at Nice, he made some of the errors that Mustafi made uh, time and time again. And it's, it's, I felt like they should have sent him on loan at the start of last season, absolutely because they needed to get him playing top-level football consistently. And that clearly wasn't going to happen at Arsenal, because we had 10 million defenders, and they really messed that up. Absolutely. They messed up the Saliba situation so badly that they, like Edu and Arteta together, really should have got him out on loan much earlier. Didn't happen for whatever reason. We heard about some controversial issues behind the scenes because of the French Cup final, not being him not being allowed to play in that. Um but we need to give him the chance in pre-season. I want to see him playing pretty much every single game, as many minutes as feasibly possible. And I want to see him stay this season. I want to see him get minutes in the Premier League. This is the year to make it count. This is the year to give him those chances. So do it. He can play right-sided centre-back. He can play left-sided centre-back. He can play in a back three. Give him the chance. And if you ever are going to sell him, if I dare see him go for anything less than what we paid, then it's an utter failure. Utter, utter failure. Um, 
Durbin says Ramos over White. Well, yeah, right now, obviously. <laughs> obviously, we're stating facts right now, but it's about the long-term kind of things, and he's still very good right now as well. So you got both things. Uh, Vishal says, Tom, what is your personal preference, Saliba or White? Remember, we could use 50 million on positions. I mean, we, we seemingly have the money for this and other positions. I don't think it's cut and dry as saying... You, you spend 50 million on White, you're not going to go elsewhere. I want to see Saliba and White. I want to see both of them playing together. I want to see Gabriel's not going to be with us at the start of the season because he's going to be off playing for Brazil with the Olympics or he's going to be recovering from that situation. So there's a chance there. I think I'd rather see Saliba playing than Marie right now. And I think that's the situation we will find ourselves in. We've got a game against Brentford on the first game of the season. That's a good opportunity. Throw him in, give him a chance. We've got loads of preseason games. Again, give him a chance and we can analyze his games. We can do the raw reaction shows and the breakdowns of his performances and we will do that and let's see it. But it's not a case of one or the other. I want to see both at the club because I think Saliba's a great prospect. And I think White's a good defender with a real, real high potential with homegrown quality, consistency, no injuries so far, a really good talent. So I think there's lots, lots to go for. Uh, let's scroll down a little, little bit more. Uh, Esteban says, uh, would you play White at centre-back or CDM? I prefer centre-back and I really would like the signing. I haven't seen him at all at defensive midfield, really. I've seen him at right-back before and I've seen him at centre-back, but I wouldn't... Yeah, I, I would play him at centre-back, 100%. I mean, unless you wanted to play kind of this hybrid back three system where White's kind of playing in his sweeper in front of a back two, which then turns into a back three, but I'm not sure if that works. Um, Yoni Max says, come on, Tom, how many times have we been told uh, we have money? Ben White for 50 million will be a marquee signing sprinkled in with a couple of squad options. We don't know, Yonick. At the end of the day, we will assess things at the end of the window. I'm not going to sit here now and tell you that Arsenal are going to go and spend loads of money. I'm hopeful that they might because of the links that we're seeing, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's facts that we're going to go and do that. And I'm not going to be naive to believe that that is going to happen. I've said it time after time. Actions speak a hell of a lot louder than words but I am forever the optimist and will hope that Arsenal can prove me wrong and my predictions wrong from the start of the window, which is that I don't think we would spend too much. But hopefully we do end up spending your 100, 150 million odd quid on incomings and that we need to importantly get players out at the same time. Um, is Dinos Mavropanos leaving, says Trent? It, le it looks like it, mate. Yeah, Mavropanos is looking like he's going to Stuttgart for around £7 million from what's being talked about. Uh, Manu Clerks says, uh, what's your take on Tottenham's manager circus? It's entertaining, Manu. It really is. It's, it's brilliant. I'm loving it. I'm gutted that they're not getting good too. So I thought that, have been, that would have been comedy royalty. Uh, the fact they've not got Fonseca is very interesting. I'm hoping to do an interview with him at some point. Um, but I really am looking forward to seeing who they sign or who they don't sign. And eventually, you know, they may end up giving it to Ryan Mason. So there's always there's always that. Safat says, what about a player analysis on Denzel Dumfries? Uh, I just, yeah, again, he scored yesterday, which again, sent Arsenal fans into absolute raptures um, about him for scoring. I mean, that's just, I think, is that his third international goal ever? He's got two in two games, and like he's like this amazing player. But no, don't be fools. Like I don't really don't see a better player in Dumfries than what Chambers has given us at right back in the last few games that he played there. I haven't seen any more from him. I think he looks vulnerable defensively, and I think he's very much covered by the fact he's playing wing back in front of a back three rather than a back four. Um, so 
Yeah, until we're linked, I won't do a breakdown on him. I, I already have. We did a tactical breakdown on him about a year ago. So uh, he was someone that we were linked to, and so we did that. Um, and I think that when you look at the positions that he gets into, much of that is down to the fact that he plays as a right wing back rather than a right back. But still, his deliveries, you know, nothing, nothing different to what we've seen from that. And if I want a right back, which I do, I want a much better right back than Denzel Dumfries and a much more of an upgrade on Hector Bellerin. Also, by the way, there's a story coming out that Atletico Madrid are interested as well as Villarreal and Sevilla now too in Hector Bellerin. Lots of options. I expect he'll go to somewhere in Spain, but we don't know who and we don't know when. So we'll have to wait for those. Um, Jasmeet says, if we get Basuma in now, that would put the ball in Roma's court to lower Xhaka's price. Seeing that we have now more pressure to sell, wouldn't it? Arguably, yes, Jasmine, it would. You could also say if he comes in, you would say that we've got our man. We clearly don't need the money from Xhaka's sale because we've already got him in. So, you know, we could just keep him or sell him to someone else later in the window. So there is always two sides to the coin. Ashwin says, Tom, do you think Madison is better than Erdogan? I think Madison is a lot more developed than Erdogan. And I think obviously he's much more transitioned to the Premier League. I think that Erdogan has got a ceiling which is as high as Madison's but it's just more risk associated. I think Madison's achieved much more of his potential at this early stage already, uh, being slightly a few more years down in his development path. Um, but I think both of them have equal probably amounts of potential to reach that level. Um, Madison's just more of an accomplished Premier League player that you would be able to get in now. But he doesn't have, well, I'd say he doesn't have the injury issues, but Odegaard has, has also had his injury problems as well. So, I, you know, they would cost a similar fee. And I think Madison makes a lot more sense from an Arsenal perspective. Uh, Rich Cosford says, most annoying thing for me is that we knocked on Brighton's door and they said, uh, hey, Ben White, first instead of, hey, Basuma, and then uh, on the way out the door, we said, oh, and Ben White too while we're there. I see what you're saying. I get there's a frustration about Arsenal going in for a Brighton player that's not Eve Basuma, and there is obviously this, this huge build-up around Eve Basuma, of course. Um, but as I said earlier, I think it's very much because they know that the Basuma deal could be done at any real point. I think they are monitoring other clubs' interest in him and they're keeping up to date with that as well. But Arsenal are notorious for kind of mucking players around. Like, we know that. They keep players waiting. They then, I mean, look at the Thomas Partey situation. We were interested in Thomas Partey from day dot and we waited until the last day for other signings not to happen, i.e. Awar. And then we hit the big button on the release clause. That's why it was such an interesting kind of report to follow last summer. It's because there was always the chance that Arsenal could buy him because he had a release clause and there was no negotiations. And that's why you don't see maybe the same kind of commitment as you do from some of the ITKs about Madison, about some of these other guys saying that Arsenal will sign so-and-so because they don't have release clauses. They rely on negotiation. It's not as cut and dry and because Partey had that release clause, it was a much, much more confident uh, case or file, if you like, to approach because they knew that Arsenal could always just go in and activate that clause and not rely on the negotiation tactics of the other club. So that's always important. Um, Space Monkey says uh, there is a young guy called Pandev <laughs> who is balling at the Euros. Would I take him? Oh yeah, he's a prospect, isn't he? He's just—I mean, it's—he's one of those—he's one of those prospects that just looks so much older than he clearly is. Yeah, but definitely so. I'd love him. Put him up front all day long. Paul Guy says it's not monitoring other clubs. What Arsenal do is dither 
and lowball on transfer fees. Yes, they do both. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that fact. Sahil says, Tom, this white situation tells us a lot about Buendia. It seems it was a case of us not valuing. Yeah, 100% I agree with you. I think that a lot of people, myself included, actually, I'll, I'll take full responsibility for this. I got very, very annoyed, as you saw, the, the 24,000 people that watched the video after he signed for Villa. I got very annoyed at the fact that we hadn't gone for for uh, for Buendia, that we'd let allowed Aston Villa in a way to, to beat us to a target. And is that really... But I will wait and see. If we end up getting James Madison over Emmy Buendia, I will be all those Aston Villa fans that were laughing their heads off at Arsenal. If we get James Madison, which is a still big, big, big if, I should say. It's a huge, huge if. But it would be quite funny. <laughs> it would be quite funny. So I would like that. That would be great. Um, Neil Gunner says, the Ukrainian striker, Yuremchuk, would you take him? Yes. If we are getting rid of one of our strikers, Yuremchuk is someone that we've been linked before to, this guy. I've talked about him. I've written about him. I've put. It's not like me just popping up. Like I've criticized people for jumping on the dumb freeze file. I'm not doing that with Yuremchuk. I've said about this player before, and it's it's been on records, and people will justify that. Yes, if we have an option, if we are getting rid of one of our strikers, go for your M trick. I think he's a, a, a very, very good player with a lot of potential. Um, there is, I don't know how well his English is, and obviously, I don't know how easy it is um, for that that language barrier to be broken in comparison to, to others. I, I'm not a, lang a linguistics expert, um, but I imagine it's it's pretty difficult. So I don't know if that would be a problem. But he has been playing in Belgium for some time. Um, there is a lot of English-speaking people in Belgium. Um, so maybe he's picked up some or maybe he's learned it before. I've never seen him speak in English personally, but maybe that would be an issue. And I know the club are... That's why you're seeing links to players like White, players like that are in the Premier League right now is because, for the best of my knowledge, Arsenal and Arteta and Edu are targeting players that can communicate with the team much better. They've realised that communication is, is a big thing that they want uh, and that language barrier to not necessarily be there. And you see that with other big teams. You look at Man City and how they go out and buy so many players from within the Premier League, your Walkers, your Stones, your Akes, etc., Mares. Uh, they go out and buy these players from other Premier League clubs. Um, and it is an important thing that we just haven't done. We just don't do it. The only players that we sign from Premier League clubs are surplus, your Cedrics, your Louise, your Czechs. Uh, you're Danny Welbeck's. We don't go out and buy players that are in their prime out of the Premier League clubs or looking like to be a real talent. And we need to change that. And that is definitely something that we need to do. Um, M. Hoban says, fun trick. Do you have a question? Yes, Hoban. My question is, why are 617 people watching and only a certain amount have liked the video? Please make sure you drop a like on the video. If you are watching, we do these shows every single day for you guys at 8 a.m., and get you guys some exclusive insight where possible as well. Manuel says he doesn't even speak Dutch properly, so I don't think so. Uh, you know who to call when you need Belgian insight, right? I do, mate, and don't worry. I appreciate you getting us all the expert insight, and I'm hoping to get some more on Lakonga as well. But, uh, yes, fantastic, Manu. Very valued subscriber of the channel. So Hill says, Hill, uh, is Frankie de Jong available? Wow, yeah, no. <laughs> no chance. Uh, Dowie says, uh, based on a good season at Brighton, Ben White is worth 50 mil. English players are so overpriced. They are. I'm not disagreeing with you. And there are players that are 50 million quid, like Jules Kunda, for instance, from Sevilla, who is better than Ben White. But 
it's just it's the situation it's the context it's how much it is it's just what you pay for um ben p says are you still on the essencio train tom if so how's he getting on i never got off the essencio train um he suffered with a huge knee injury that knocked him out for an entire season um he's still really recovering from that it's not gone amazingly well his recovery um and he hasn't been able to get back to the same level since that big knee injury he did score in his return which is a great moment um but i think he needs to more time i think he needs to be given more faith and maybe carlo ancelotti will give him that if not then he needs to move on and get minutes elsewhere but yeah of course still on the essencio train 100 percent. and uh it was gutting when he got that huge injury because he was like on such a arise uh Balaji says if man city gets white can we try for john stones it's funny isn't it like there are other clubs like united like city like chelsea that are interested in ben white and yet we're still questioning we use this argument time after time and people go why look no one else is in for granite jacker it's just roma so that tells you his quality no one else is going for uh martin erdegar in the january window other than real sociedad why are we getting him and yet we're in for ben white a player that Chelsea, United, City are all interested in. We're in for Lukonga, a guy that Bayern, Dortmund, Monaco, Milan are all interested in. And yet we're going, yeah, they're not that great. <laughs> are we for real? Like, come on, stop being hypocrites. Yes, that's all I'll say. It's Arsenal fans, man. Stop being hypocrites. Daka to Leicester deal is off, says Space Monkey. Is that really the case? Is it really? <laughs> After all of that, is it now off? Um, obviously, which is really interesting because I tweeted you guys this morning. Dr. Manuel Veff, who works for the Transfer Mart, tweeted out this morning that the deal is not yet done, that the deal is not yet completed. So if this is the case, if it is true that Dakar's deal is supposedly fallen through, um, then, you know... Let's have a look. I'm not seeing anything. Here we go. Uh, done deal, done deal. He's, yeah, I mean, Fab says done deal. I'm not seeing anyone else saying that it's not. But let me know. Send me a, send me a DM, mate. Send me a DM and uh, I'll see if I can see it anywhere else because I'm not seeing that it's off. But, you know, it was. it's not completely done yet. There is still time. Um, Jonathan says, uh, instead of being charged ridiculous amounts of players currently playing in Europe now, I think uh, I think it may also be a good idea to look beyond Europe. There are talents in South America like Montiel uh, for our right back. And also you think about Vanderson, Gremio, someone else we've been linked with. Arsenal are looking at South American players. We know that Edu's contacts and connections there mean Arsenal are looking at that situation. So, yeah, 100%. We're going to stick on for a bit longer, guys. It is Friday. It's my day off of the week, so I'm happy to stick around for a few more questions. But I am going to be doing a Q&A section, as I always do every single fi- uh, Friday, a whole hour's worth at 3 o'clock. Uh, UK time. It's a bit earlier than normal. I'm busy this evening because the England game is on. So we've got a whole big England game party planned. Um, so there'll be a three o'clock show uh, this afternoon doing the Q&A. Where we'll also be revealing which one of our members has won the ticket to win the signed Gilberto Silva shirt. That's right. Signed Gilberto Silva shirt available. Um, ATO2 says, if Arsenal buy White but don't adequately buy the right players after, would you still say that White is a good signing? It depends. Like I look at White itself as a good signing, but I wouldn't look at it as a good window if Arsenal don't go out and sign the players that we need to go out and sign. And I wouldn't even necessarily say that's down to Arsenal not having the money. I'd, I'd say that's down to their ineptitude, their slow will, the fact that they've got money available. And also, the Cronkies aren't investing, guys. Like, they're not. Right, let's, let's get off this trade. If Arsenal spend a lot of money this summer, don't suddenly think that that is an indication that it's come from the Cronkies. Because the, to the best of my understanding, there aren't any plans. The whole thing about big plans to invest, 
Not true. Like, if it is true, it's not this summer. Arsenal are doing this off their own back. They are doing this through their own revenue streams. They've obviously refinanced that loan. So Arsenal didn't have to pay it off themselves, which means it opened up the possibility of spending the money that we had already on transfers. And we're expecting a lot of money from player sales. But I can tell you that the expectation is that there is no investment this summer. That's the expectation from what I am understanding. So be as annoyed as you like about that but that's that's the best to my knowledge uh as marom says tom leicester city is targeting daka uh, Mick, uh michael elise odson edward uh and samora all spelled wrong but i appreciate the effort uh why arsenal is not targeting those players before they become expensive players like ndidi and madison because we have historically uh as marom not not acted in that sense i mean what's interesting is we're going for someone like lukonga um that for me is a good sign that Arsenal are maybe looking at signings that have got real potential and real kind of the, the ability to get a lot better and have got a high ceiling. Ben White, I, I feel, falls into that category too, but not necessarily in terms of the amount of money that he costs, but, but more in so in terms of like he's a prime player at Brighton with loads of potential and they're bring, hopefully going to try and bring him in. But the thing is, is that there are other options. Leicester City's recruitment team is so good. They're, the way they sell is so good. I mean, if you watched our uh, tactical breakdown on James Madison, and we had the athletics Rob Tanner on, and he told us the way that Leicester sell, how they sell. One big player goes every summer. We've seen it with Kante, with Mares, with Chilwell. Um, all go so far, Maguire. And they've made £250 million from players that cost them less than 30 to bring in. Huge amounts of profit, huge amounts of good business done, and they keep replacing them. They replace Maguire with Soyuncu. They replace Kante with Ndidi. They replace Mares by bringing in... Oh, it's just, it really does frustrate me. Chilwell is replaced by Timothy Castagna, and amazing. And they've got James Justin coming through, and they've got uh, Luke Thomas coming through. It's just such a well-balanced, well-run club that if they could just get the end of the season right then they'd be fine. And I think that comes from depth. I think that comes from strength in depth. And whilst they've got a really good starting 11, I think they lack that strength in depth. So I think that's what they will try and address this summer. So there you go. Um, Trent O'Neill says, are you confident with Madison as our number 10, Tom? Still waiting for Odegaard to come. Uh, if, if Madison was our number 10, I'd be very pleased, Trent. Uh, Tim Jallo says, thoughts on why our selling prices are 10% uh, or our buying prices, uh, even when they're selling in the France under 21, captain for the England under 21, all-time record goal scorer, we can't talk them up, being bullied. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, Arsenal's reputation is that we are historically bad at selling and clubs know that. So they know they can bully Arsenal and it's down to Arsenal, it's down to Garlic, it's down to Edu to change that, to change that perspective of how other teams see Arsenal. And they do that by holding firm on asking prices. They're doing it with Granite Xhaka right now, it seems, even though I even perceive that to be quite low. But when it comes to players like Mavropanos, I would hope that you'd be able to get more than £7 million. I know that you are more than tripling what we made uh, by bringing him in for 1.5 or whatever it was when we bought him. I just feel like he's worth more than that. Starting Bundesliga centre-back, one of the best centre-backs that played in their Bundesliga in the top 20 easily for me. Um, probably top, maybe even top 15, top 10 centre-backs in the Bundesliga last season. Um, so... It's a strange one that he would go for that cheap. And Nketiah, again, if we can get a decent fee for him, Gendouzi, he's got a year left on his deal. We need to be aware of that and his attitude issues and the situation he finds himself in. If you can get between 10 and 15 million euros, I wouldn't look at that as bad business uh, because of the situation. But with Mavropanos, 
that's a real real worry for me, that one. That's a real worry. Uh, let's scroll down to the bottom and get some more comments in the chat. Uh, Cole says, I have a feeling that Ben White is being targeted for the right-back position, not centre-back. It's an interesting thought, Carl. May, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm really, really not sure. Uh, Arsenic Gunner says, Tom, should Saka play on the left or the right? I, I think the left, personally, because I look at Pepe as much more of a goal-scoring wide man than Saka, and I think that his goal-scoring abilities are much better on the right. And I think that Saka, for me, is much more of a creator of the two, and I think his left foot on the left-hand side creating is much better for those low-driven cutbacks, those swinging balls into the box as well. I think that Saka on the left and Pepe on the right, for me, is the way that we should approach things next season. Um, Dewey says uh, we should go for Graven Birch. Oh, yeah, I think we could get him for 60 to 70 million in a, a few years. He'll be better than Pogba. Obviously, he would cost, I don't think he would actually cost that much. I think he would cost a bit less than that. Um, but yeah, I, I just I see him going to a Juve, see him going to a Bayern, one of those clubs, to be honest. He's, he's that good. He's going to be that good. He is really, really good. Uh, Answer says, would you rather tap sober or Ben White at the same at the same price? If it was 50 million quid, I would go for tap sober. I think he is a, a really, really brilliant, brilliant player. Um, I think he's his abilities outstrip that of Ben White for the same age. So if I had the choice between the two, 100%, I'd go for taps over. Uh, Wesley says, anything about fullback positions, not taking those uh, White theories? Nothing so far. We did hear a little thing about Bertrand yesterday from the Bell saying that that is a dead deal. That's not going to be happening. And Arsenal are looking, as Chris Wheatley reported a while ago, um, that Arsenal were going to be looking for uh, a younger profile left back. Right backs, though, nothing. It's gone very dead and very quiet on that sense ever since the Zeki Celix links. Uh, HGM says, blessings, Tom. Why uh, is Ben White any better than Chambers? Yeah, he's, he's a lot better than Chambers. He's more consistent. He's better playing out from the back as a centre back. He's more, con- uh, I've already said consistent. His injury record's better. He's got a higher ceiling. He's more versatile. And I say that genuinely, even as Chambers can be more versatile, I feel he's more versatile successfully. And I think he's certainly someone that will add a lot of quality and a lot of potential. I think his ceiling's a lot higher. Chambers is now 26. Ben White's performing at a better level at 22. I think his trajectory's been better the way he's improved over the last uh, year and a bit. I think it's been much, much more than that. The last two years, I think Ben White's shown a higher improvement than Chambers. Much more. And I know that Chambers was injured. Um, but in that same bracket of, say, the last playing two years, yeah, definitely so. Much, much more. Uh, morning, Vinny. Good to have you in the chat, as always, mate. Uh, Jez says, uh, Basuma, Lakonga, Sabitzer. It's really simple, but Arsenal are making it complicated. I mean, at the end of the day, I, think I don't think they're making it complicated, Jez. I think it's the 18th of June at the end of the day. And Lakonga, we're seeing links with. White, we're seeing links with. Attacking midfielders, James Madison, we're seeing links with. It's really early in the window. Euros aren't over yet. Don't panic just yet. We're hearing the right noises. Just chill. It's fine. We can panic in August. That's what I'll say. Panic, panic. Well, end of July, we can start panicking if there's still not really any big business done. Right now, just, you know, just stay a bit chill. Uh, Alan says, when will you bring Fabrizio Romano into your video? Uh, I'm, yeah, no, I'm not really keen on spending near 300 euros to bring him on. So, no, not for me. Uh, Nathan says, buying English and Premier League players is somewhat similar to what Liverpool did once upon a time in regards to White. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? When you think about Liverpool kind of attacked Southampton uh, and they, they, they really went in for Southampton and, 
went for Lovren, Lalana, uh, Sadio Mane. I'm trying to think of any more. Uh, Klein as well. So, yeah, loads. Uh, Josh Shakespeare says, can't we sell Chambers for an inflated price due to English tax? Um, maybe, but I, I think he's kind of a, one of our more versatile options. So that's, yeah. Uh, Dread I 66 says, why has it taken Ben White so long to get noticed? He's 23 and it's the first time I've heard about him this season. Um, I think Ben White... Is I don't think that's necessarily true. I think I mean Leeds really pushed for him at the end of last season, uh, not last end of the season before last. Um, because if you think about his season at Leeds, helping them get promoted, he was excellent. He was brilliant, and Brighton really held on to him that year and really stuck strong on on their valuation and wanting to keep him at the club this season. And they did well to do that because I mean, look, he's now in the England squads. Uh, and he's getting regular minutes there, and his, his potential looks absolutely great. Um, let's go. Matt G says, Tom, do you feel bad for Martinelli that he didn't make the Brazilian Olympic squad? I do, um, but he needs the rest after being played so much by Arteta. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like... The thing with Martinelli and the Brazilian, I get that the Olympics about kind of looking at the all young players. And I don't know enough about the attacking options in the Brazilian squad to make a real judgment. But, you know, I think it's a great experience that he went away with them and got some good minutes prepping for that tournament. But if he didn't show enough, he didn't show enough. And he needs to come back, rest, get a good preseason in, and then attack next season really strongly. Um, Vinny says, is Ben White a decent uh, defender in your eyes or would we be bringing him in for his ability to play out from the back? Vinny, I think there is definitely a lot about his game and his style that Arsenal are looking at him for, his comfortability on the ball, the way that he wants to pass out from the back, that style of play definitely is something that's attractive to Arsenal. His defensive abilities are consistent, but they're maybe not as good as, say, a dunk defensively, but has the potential to improve those, whereas dunks kind of peaked where he is right now, and there's always the potential for him to come much, much better. So there's lots, I think. Um, in brief, white bid news is that we've made a bid, that's been rejected, and we're in the process of submitting another one. That's 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 the ultimate where we are at right now. Um, when Gavin says when we're going to see the interview with Chris Wheatley, fingers crossed next week, Gavin. Um, we had to postpone, as you saw from this week, uh, the Arsenal news went off the rails. Um, and so Chris is very busy. Uh, he's done a couple of pre-recorded stuff with, with others. Um, but ours hopefully will be next week. We're going to reconvene in the DMs next week and we're going to talk about it. So fingers crossed we'll be able to get you a, ch a chat with Chris next week we'll see you know these things take time sometimes it's like a negotiation of a transfer <laughs> so it works sometimes it takes a bit longer to get the deal done anyway we're going to finish things off there thank you all so much guys for tuning in as always i'll be back at three o'clock today for your friday q a which rhymes um but i much appreciate you guys as always tuning in we're nearly at twenty-four thousand subs so if you would be happy enough to drop a subscription if you are new to the channel i would really appreciate and of course drop a like on the video if you have enjoyed it. Thank you ever so much for listening. We'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.